Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis. And I'm joined by Pete Quinnell. Chopper, 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 chopper. Is that like air horns you were giving me there? Just. Chopper Pete. Hi, how's it going? Pretty well. We're busy Good. today. We're very busy today. Which is a foreshadow of the shortened intro, mm. outro, and middle <laughs> of this entire episode. Beginning, middle, of end have just yeah, been yeah. compressed slightly. Uh, yeah, we're, we're struggling a little bit with Luke being away. Plus, we've got several other things going on today. I that think we, don't we would have been okay have. if it wasn't for the other thing that yeah. we can't talk about yet. Yet, yeah. yes, it, yeah. It's uh, it's busy day, busy, busy day. But it's fine because we've just about managed. Yes, <laughs> just about. Um, well, I feel bad because I was actually at home watching One Night Stand all morning. Oh, were you? Yeah. yeah. And you, you've been here writing. And present. You've made two massive videos already. Yes. This is your third Correct. without break or food. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I've watched most of One Night Stand, it's but fine. I haven't. I haven't finished it yet because again, I kind of ran out of time. I was watching the most of it this morning, mm. but then I ran out of time because also had to write a script and then record yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah, bit a uh, bit stretched today, but it's okay because uh, we're gonna do some fun stuff later. Yeah. Which will hopefully be relaxing. Um, anywho, that sounded a bit weird out of context. Let's not talk about that. Um, we've got an email here from Vacant. It says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Chopper Pete, Housemate Simon, and everyone at WrestleTalk. Even Randy... Don't, dot... don't don't finish that for him. But then he says, dot, 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 nerd. Yes. And... In, in all capitals, so I guess it should be... It's like the Gallows and Anderson, nerd. Did you, uh, did you read out any Blake Ham stuff yesterday? There was one that was like featured a <coughs> Blake Hammy piece of crap, but we'll come on to that in a little. Okay, bit. all right, yes, yeah, we'll cool. come on to that in a little bit. Um, so this one was sent quite a while ago, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, um, and he says, uh, the person says, I have been going through my A level exam in the past few weeks. At the time of writing the email, I have done six out of nine A level exams. Sixty nine. Stre- <laughs> yep, nice. I have been stressed and worried for months building up to 
this exam. These exams, it seemed like my whole future depends on them. I've been having sleepless nights on what on what if scenarios if I fail my exams, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I went into a spell of depression and stupidly had a suicidal thought. I started listening to you guys while I was revising and I was lying down in bed to go to sleep. You guys made me a whole lot less anxious and worried. I'm now planning on taking a gap year to try and find myself while I whilst I travel for about six months and backpack around Australia, New Zealand and Asia. I understand that exam and exams and qualifications are important, but what is more important is my mental health. Even if I don't get into my first choice uni, there will always be other options. Sorry for the long email, but this is basically me saying thank you so much for turning my life around and giving me an outlet to escape from the world and feel like I am involved in a conversation for a few hours a week. Much love from Vacant. Ah, well, I'm glad to hear that's all going better, Vacant. Mm. Uh, I guess it's it's by the by now, but A-levels really don't matter in yeah, the long no, run. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> like, they really don't. Like, you always think that there's... The next stage in your life you always think is the most important thing. Mm. Like I thought GCSEs, man, so important. Can't can't, you know, do what I want to do if I don't get good GCSEs. A levels, my so important. My degree, oh, so important. And now it's it's not. Don't use any of those things in the job I have. So it's, it's effectively like um a BuzzFeed quiz on which <laughs> Harry Potter character you are. <laughs> That's how important most of these things are. Yeah. It's all about the life experience, my friend. Yeah. And that's what you have done by exactly. getting through some tough times. You've leveled up and now you're going to travel the world mm. and get even more experience. Experience points, you're going to become Charizard. <laughs> that's a Pokemon thing for you, Pete. It's a very Pokemon thing. I, I'm I, very I glad to hear, to hear you're better yeah. and that we, we could do some small part in getting you through. Mm -hmm. But that was mostly you that got yeah, yourself through absolutely mostly you um but yeah Although that, we will take full credit uh, i'd say 97 partial credit partial credit um cool we'll just have a quick one then which is a follow-up from blake ham himself blake ham blake ham should for we give a recap yeah, i was gonna blake say for, for those who missed it on the i think it was the smackdown ramble maybe the raw one can't remember uh we had an email from a guy called blake ham it's a damn who, cool who, name which is a great name uh, and he emailed in and it was, as a rest talk, get better and said that uh, he wants to, you know, lose weight because he's, you know, he's sick of not being in shape and all that things. And then he listed the fact that he's 20, has his third kid on the way, has a wife going through nursing school. He's going through law school and I think had another job at the same time. And he was like, oh, but I don't have enough time to work out. And it's like, well, yeah, no kidding, because you're too great already. And he sent a picture with his lovely wife and kids, and they all look amazing. It's just, yeah, he's he, so good already. He doesn't look like he needs to work no, out. No, he looks in good shape already. Yeah, it was effectively a humble, I, I took it as a humble brag. Humble brag. brag. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and we, we, we maybe in jest said that everyone should write in, screw you, Blake Ham. <laughs> When, when you say hello to everybody. Which they have. Yes. We'll get on to those later. Um, but we've had a, a very brief follow-up from Blake <coughs> Ham himself. He said, is, is, my, is my new gimmick Matt Hardy V1? If so, I have tons of fun facts about myself. Also, my, <laughs> <laughs> also my last name is not actually Ham anymore. Long story. Also, Ollie, you're a piece of crap. Oh, much, that's fine. Much love, Blake from Texas. When you, when you tease this email to me, Mm -hmm. I was worried that that Blake Ham was actually angry with me. There's a there's a sideways slanty emoji after the you're a piece of crap, but that's okay. I think it's fine. I think he's still in jest. Yeah. Well, you know, if it is, if 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 it ever gets too real for you, Blake Ham, just tell me. Yeah. And and we'll we'll dial it back. Then we'll then we'll 
have but people stop calling you a piece you of crap. You are the best of all of us. You are. So stop being a piece of you're crap. A, you're <laughs> a complete human being, Blake Ham. <laughs> and you're 20. So um, if you, yeah, I, I want to know all of your facts. Yeah, please. Send them all in. Yeah. And I also want to know this long story about <laughs> yeah. your last name your last as well. Name not being Ham anymore. It's probably Blake Turbo. He was like, God, I just, why am I stuck with this rubbish last name? Blake Maximus. Oh, I'm, I'm just like, oh, I've got the worst last name. I'll change it to Ham, which is still pretty cool. Uh, it's good. Um, so I think that's going to be it for the intro it portion is. of this. Uh, so let's get into the main portion of the show where we'll be talking about should WWE scrap the wild card rule? Here's the show. Lance Storm urges. I mean, think so. Well, yes, we are kicking off with Lance Storm's incredible suggestion. Mm-hmm. A bit of advice. An idea that he's come up with, that he's tweeted out there, we must be clear, it was in no way an urge. (laughs) Definitely not urging WWE to do anything. Just an idea, an opinion that he had. Crazy idea that he decided to tweet. What's up with these guys? We're going to move these real quick. Sorry. It's very important to get the the wrestling figures and the Wrestle League trophy in Mm. good view. Um... Yeah, and it's a really good idea. It's a good idea. I really like it. <coughs> if you if you haven't seen, uh, Lance Storm tweeted earlier this week, can we just unify all these damn titles and make the champions the wild cards? Which is a really... It's maybe not what I would do. Mm. I, w- I would personally, I would make the brand split a very distinct thing and then use those two brands to build up loads of guys. So you've got all these people on Raw and you've got a proper main event scene and a mid-card scene and then you've got SmackDown with a proper main event scene and a proper mid-card scene. There's loads of people who can be exposed weekly like that. Mm -hmm. But what's happened, and it's exactly what happened with the old brand split when you started to get these super shows, is WWE lose interest or the ratings fall and they have a panic move where they start to blur the lines and they just go okay so we've got a few top stars on Smackdown a few top stars on Raw rather than building up more top stars for those brands they just say well let's have those top stars on all the shows Mm -hmm. so you get to see Shane McMahon twice a week rather than once Roman Reigns twice a week rather than once and it overexposes them and it doesn't yeah so that's I, I would just make distinct brands yeah. that don't cross over exactly. and book them well. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, just do it better is what we're saying. <coughs> but yeah, I'm I'm absolutely the same as you. I would ju- I love the brand split and everything that comes with it. And I think the for how convoluted and stupid the Survivor Series normal stipulation is of Raw versus SmackDown and having the one night of year where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head in direct competition, that's really dumb because the brand split means nothing. But if they made the brand split mean something, that would actually be a cool stipulation to have for Survivor Series. That would actually mean something and it would be cool if they had like the winner of Raw vs. SmackDown at Survivor Series gets the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble or something. They put something to it and they made Raw and SmackDown feel like two separate entities that occasionally, or I say occasionally, one night a year, go head-to-head. That would be great. And like you said, it gives them so much more room to build so many more stars. They just don't build more stars. You have so much more time. You have five hours a week, three on Raw and two on SmackDown, 
all of that time can be spent to build new stars and give fans the big stars that you've already made. And they're just like, well, we've made one. Let's put that everywhere because that's the only one we've got. When in reality, you have so much more time to build other stars that you would have 10 big stars on your hands that you can then disperse where you like. And that would just make everything better. It would make the fans happy. It doesn't overexpose anyone. No one gets bored of the product. And then the ratings increase. And I know that sounds really simple while we're sitting here talking about it. Obviously, it's a lot more difficult than that in practice. But <coughs> we've seen how simple it is. This year alone, we've seen how simple it is to build a star out of nowhere. Kofi Kingston, put him in a match. Let him tell a story. Boom. He's over. One match. That's all it took is one match for Kofi Kingston to become an absolute top star in the company. Who's to say that that can't happen more if people were given the chances to do so? Like, yeah. It's the most talented roster in any promotion in all of history. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even better, New Japan right now have loads of incredible in-ring talents. But WWE actually has hundreds. Yeah. Because the company's so big and they've just gathered up all of the best in-ring wrestlers in the world. Mm. Like, maybe the top, top, top guys, like Omega, Osprey, and Okada, I would say, they're split between AEW and New Japan. But everyone else is with WWE, mm-hmm. really. And the, <coughs> the problem with the brand split is, and it's a similar thing with communism, like the idea... <laughs> might be theoretically good mm-hmm. or at least worth a punt. Yeah. And in the first bits of the brand split, I think we are all like, yeah, this is cool, faction warfare. Mm-hmm. But just like communism, no one's ever done it right, have they? <laughs> Practicality, the execution is very difficult and it gives way to just one person dominating everything rather than equality for all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that tends to be what happens with WWE. They they start off like this, but then they get tired and they fall back. And yeah, so let's just say, for the purposes of this discussion, that the brand just doing the brand split better isn't an option. Okay. Yes. So this is where Lance Storm's idea comes in really quite well. One of the ideas to increase the ratings, and I I initially after the first week or so. I was behind the wild card idea because the second week of the wild card, it genuinely was a bit like, oh man, what a roster WWE have. You've got Sami Zayn now uh, with Kofi Kingston and and then Roman Reigns does feel like a big time presence. Kofi and Seth in the same ring, even though that was how it was sort of after WrestleMania anyway mm-hmm. with the superstar shakeup. So the wild card was good, but now you've got to a point where it doesn't mean anything that like the wildcard rule is about as stuck to as the brand split where this week on SmackDown, the limit is four acts. That could be as many as 20 people. Yeah. You could just have like the undisputed era would count as one. <laughs> yeah. Lucha house party is one. Mm-hmm. But this week they had six individual wrestling acts, which is way above what they were, they were meant to do. So even the wildcard rule isn't working. Mm-hmm. So Lance's idea of, and, and there's so much confusion over who decides the wild cards. I, I think that's the main problem with the wild card is when they introduced it, you could tell it was a panic move because it hadn't been thought through <coughs> at all. They said it's going to be three talents. And then later on, they were like, uh, uh, four instead. And then they provided no rules as to how it's made. No one knows whether someone can just freely walk over or they have to be given permission to go over. The Uso said they can go to SmackDown because it's Roman's yard now and they can just go. So is that... Ex- is that different to the wild card? Are they part? Of th- 
They don't explain mm. anything, which makes it so much worse because then when someone shows up, you're like, oh my god, it's this thing. Like, maybe like a heel shows up on Raw and you're like, oh, Shane McMahon, he's forced that heel to go over to Raw, boo, and that he's allowed them to do that thing and interrupt in this match or whatever it is. But then if someone <coughs> turns up, you're just like, I guess yeah. they just turned up now. And I think that's the biggest problem with the wildcard is there's no rules. There's no stipulations to it. So you can't get invested in it because it just changes. No one cares. So why should the viewer? That's that's the main problem, I think, for yeah. me. Yeah, totally. So I guess the, the best way is to formalize it. Mm. And if, if you really do want your top stars going across both brands, the way to do that is... To, ha to have your champions. that In theory, your champions should be amongst your top stars, at least. So Lance's idea is to unify all the belts. Mm -hmm. So just one set of tag champs, just one world champion, just one mid-card champion, so the United States and Intercontinental titles together. It's effectively what the women's tag team champions are right mm -hmm. now, and that the Iconics can float between the brands. Um, and, and it does, like... From an outside viewer, if you're getting into WWE now, I would imagine it's quite confusing. Like, oh, so Very. there's two world champions. Yep. How does that work with the, oh, one's the universe. Yeah. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's bigger. WWE or universe. Yeah, yeah that one's bigger. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I when, when I fell out of, because I fell out of fandom uh, when the first brand split was introduced, mm -hmm. just before, and I came back to it a couple of years later. Now, it always kept me at arm's length. I was like, well, it's a bit weird that there's two world champions, and especially <coughs> like a couple of years later, the world heavyweight champion, or whatever one was on SmackDown, mm -hmm. was just seen as the opener. It yeah. was it was the mid it was the new mid card belt, it was really, the mid -card belt, yeah. uh, rather than being treated as it's a brand's distinct top title. And Kofi's WWE Championship is pretty good at the moment because they booked him so strong. Mm -hmm. But if they keep booking him against Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens, these people who have been presented like mid card acts, it's just going to keep on feeling that way. So the wild that like unifying the championships would, in theory, help the prestige of the titles, mm -hmm. and it also gets round the the wild card thing. Yeah. So. I think I'm very hesitant to unify titles in the first place just because that's less things for people to fight for. When WWE have a roster that the size they do, there's already not enough time for everyone to get featured and everyone to be pushed and everyone to be spotlighted in the correct way. When you take away things for people to be fighting for, that means you then need more storytelling, you need more feuds, you need more writers working on various things like that. So when you have less titles to fight to fight for, it becomes more exclusive and I think more prestigious for the top guys to fight for that <laughs> one title. But then everyone else that would have maybe held the Intercontinental but now isn't in the combined title picture, they fall into nothingness because mm. they have, now have nothing to fight for. So that, I think you might see a smaller roster of more stars in theory, but the the huge roster that they have some of the more outside talents that might have got a shot at the Intercontinental or the US might just fall into nothingness off the end of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm hesitant to, to to form titles together. However, if you have a distinct brand split 
and all your stars on Raw and all your stars on SmackDown stay on their brands, but the only ones that go over are the champions, that makes the champions feel really big time. Hmm. That makes your champions feel really special because you're like, these guys are over here, these guys are over here, but these guys can go anywhere because they've earned that right because they beat this guy for this championship and that means a lot. And that makes your titles feel great and your champions feel even more respected and prestigious. And that would be great. That would be a great side effect of it. So I think there's there's definitely pros and cons, but <coughs> I think overall it might be a good thing. It's really hard to say because it depends what way they go with it because they can always screw it up. Yeah, so that there are a couple of problems with it. On So all those guys who no longer have a title to fight for, something that's been missing in WWE for quite a while, and it's something I used to love, is the number one contendership fight. Oh my God, yes. So while you've got the main title feud going on, you've also got another, type, an, another feud going on just for the right to get the next shot, mm-hmm. which makes this, which elevates that title even more, fleshes out the main event scene. Uh, so that's something they could do. But if you've got the champions on both brands, and th- say you've got AJ Styles is feuding with Seth Rollins on Raw, but then Seth Rollins goes over to SmackDown. We saw it with Becky Lynch. Does he then have another feud on SmackDown mm. with someone else? Or does do you just keep for that pay per view cycle Seth Rollins on Raw and SmackDown is headlined by the Intercontinental title holder, mm-hmm. which could damage SmackDown's perception as a as a B brand? So it is a difficult thing to juggle, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Because then you could end up with a similar situation with where we were before, where you have the top title on a Raw feud, Seth Rollins <coughs> versus whoever. And then you have your mid-card Intercontinental US championship holder over on SmackDown. And then that's just where they stay. They, yeah. they, they stop doing the cross-brand thing. And then they have all their top stars on Raw. And they have all the mid-carders on SmackDown. And that's where those feuds happen. Yeah. And that's definitely a place they could get to because it's easier to keep it that way. Instead of having to think, well, they could go over here and have a feud with this person. You could just say, well, we'll just keep them here in Baron Corbin's mid-card of Vortex. And uh, mid-card of Vortex? Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, mid-card Vortex. And then you can just have them constantly feuding with each other over on Raw, which is something that they're quite liable to do. And then you have all your mid-card feuds over on SmackDown, and then it just comes exactly what we had. Mm. It's like the World Heavyweight Championship being the mid-card. It's the same thing. What, so what you're suggesting, Pete, mm. is, is we just need long-term booking mm. and, and forethought put into this. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a lofty expectation. All we need is a brand split done right. That's, well, that's it. Let us know what you thought in the comments below, whether this this is a viable idea. I think I, overall I was leaning towards no mm. there. If you had to, if I had to make you say yes or no. I'd say no yeah. as well. Yeah. But it's definitely worth talking about. Yeah, but put the comments down below. Of course, press the thumbs up as well. Subscribe button. But now let's get into your Patreon mailbag. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... 
If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. While Luke's away, we won't have any uh, crap gimmick wrestling mm-hmm. submissions, unfortunately, because we we don't know where they are. No, I think they get emailed to Luke, right? Yeah. So we we don't have access to emails Luke uh, emails Luke account mm. Luke's email account. Uh, and he forwarded me some stuff for the podcast, but none of the crap gimmicks, so we don't have any. But they'll be they'll be back soon. Luke's yeah. only got one more week one away. One more week away, yeah. and then after that, they'll be back. So if so, they're not... Chat us up with some Patreon mailbags. Of course, if you want to have your questions answered on the Wrestle Ramble Saturday edition, go over to Patreon and become a pledge hammer. And anyone who donates can post in the community tab, put mailbag in the subject heading, and we'll answer them on the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got one from that guy who wants to support, mm. who says, Hello, everyone, except the Wrestle Talk number one enemy, Mr. Skip Sheffield. Ooh, Oof. maybe he's number two enemy now. Yeah, I was going to say, we've got a lot of people on our backs now. Uh, what is your favorite performance from a wrestler <coughs> in a film? Batista, Trax, yeah. yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. that's really easy. Really, really easy. Next. It, it, okay, if we're not saying, if we're excluding Guardians of the Galaxy, because it's MCU and that's different, I guess. Uh, the Rock, Fast and Furious 5. Yeah, it's probably, probably Hobbs, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's pretty good at that. While you say 5... I might say seven because he did mm. kick a nuclear missile while ice skating. Haven't seen seven. 
Or was I, it eight? I, I've, no, I've, I think I've seen seven. I haven't seen eight. I've watched up to and including... Seven was the one where they had Ronda Rousey and then they drove the, drove the car yes. out of the skyscraper yes. across to the other one. That was seven. You know, my expectations were so ridiculously high for that movie. Mm-hmm. I was underwhelmed by that scene. <laughs> Fast and Furious 6 is one of the most exhilarating cinema experiences I've ever had. I really like Fast had. 6. And it's it, stupid, but I love Fast 6. And it ended with the Stath appearing. Yeah. Which was like... The ultimate. I th- I feel like that whole movie is booked like a wrestling card, and you yeah, got the surprise yeah. return. That was John Moxley running in at the end, <laughs> having the Stath appear. Of course, and yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'd I'd high expectations for seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now Hobson Shaw. Yeah, August second <coughs> that comes the out. The Rock and the Stath. Yeah. Together. Oh. I mean, you already had the Rock and Vin Diesel, and now you got Rock and yeah. Stath. But Stath is better than Diesel. They're, yeah. they're different. They're different. They're different. They're different uh, sort of appeals. I always admire Vin Diesel's voice, though. Yeah. How he can go so low is beyond me. It's not his real voice. It's so gravelly mm. all the time. Puts it on. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've got another one from uh, Nicholas Andrews. He said, if you, have to, if you have to see one, which would you rather see? <coughs> Baron Corbin defeats Seth Rollins to oh. win the title at Stomping Grounds in a boring 25-minute match of just rest holds or Shane defeats Seth for the title in the main event of SummerSlam. <laughs> That's a hard Sh- one. Shane and Seth at SummerSlam. Because at least that will be a kind of Shane McMahon match. And say what you will about Shane as a performer, mm-hmm. his big time pay per view matches are usually quite spectacular. That's true. Yeah. So at least there'll be a load of bonkers stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point, actually. And the way WWE has presented him, there is storyline justification for having him as a very unworthy champion yeah. for a babyface to unseat. It, I, this is a rock and a hard place. Oh, yeah, very much so. And I'm not talking the good kind of rock and a hard place, no. like the literal rock and Jason Statham's abs yeah. when pressed in between them. Mm-hmm. It's the bad kind. It's the bad kind of rock and hard place. I'm probably going to have to agree with you. I was originally going to say <coughs> Corbin, but then because I was thinking, well, it's not SummerSlam, then you can have someone just win it off him the next pay-per-view and whatever. We'd have a bad match and that's fine, whatever. We have bad matches all the time. But now I'm thinking that like at least we'll get something out of it with Shane. And it's mm. it's going to be funny as well. If Shane wins, I'm just going to laugh too much. And it, as like a jaded wrestling fan, not in a good way, like... It, it's bad for casual viewers yeah. to watch that and just be like, that's bad. But for me personally, I'll enjoy it loads. I so. think it'll be more funny as a joke to have Corbin lock on a 25-minute rest hold <laughs> and then Seth to eventually tap. <laughs> that or, would be amazing. Or pass out from boredom. Yes. Yeah. That would be so they much better. They drop the arm. Yeah. And he's just times. like, no, yeah. I'm done now. Cool. Uh, we've got another from Damian Wade, Wilson Fisk. <laughs> Who says, how did you v- convince SoCalVal to be part of Screen Stalker? Because she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we sort of knew her in another circle anyway. We asked her if she wanted to be a part of it. She's a huge movie fan. Mm. Uh, she's got a weirdly encyclopedic knowledge of just actors. If you're like, yeah. you say, who is that? And she'll go, oh, it's this person who's been in this, 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 this. They were married to this person. Yeah. It's like, you are IMDB. Yeah, she aren't really you? is. Uh, and she likes everything. She's so optimistic mm. about Everything, even yeah. when stuff really sucks, she's like, "No, it's great." Yeah, it's and tough sometimes. She'll she'll come in and goes, 
oh my god, have you seen? I can't do her accent. You can. Try oh it. my god. Oh my god, guys. Joey Styles. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what did you think of Game of Thrones? And she'll yeah. have a big beaming smile on her face, and we'll all go. Huh. Uh, she'll be like, you didn't like it. Yeah. Classic Val. Yeah. That. Um, but it's a good antidote to our yeah. world-weary cynicism. I just wish I had her optimism yeah. about everything. I'm very jealous of it. Uh, we got another from John Smith. <coughs> he says, Good afternoon, Pete, Ollie, Laurie, Randy, and also Luke, who won't hear it, but still, nice to know. Do you think Baron Corbin could ever flourish as a face? He has a great look and cool music, excellent mic skills, and I think he has a unique moveset when he isn't forced into doing rest holds and other typical heel stuff. Or do you think he could be like Elias slash Miz before 2019, where he'd only work well as a heel? Keep up the good work, and it's great to see Pete feature more. Thanks. Uh, Now we need more Laurie on podcasts. So, I would say Corbin was a face at the start of his run. In NXT, when he was just squashing people as the lone wolf, Mm -hmm. and the crowd would, like, start... As soon as the bell rung, the crowd would start counting. One, two, three, just be boom, end of days, pin. He was over as a badass tweener, Uh if anything. Um, and then that sort of collided into a feud with Bull Dempsey. Yeah, I believe it was, and that was that was really good stuff. He wasn't full on heel, uh, but I think that ship has sailed. Yes, he's been this form of Baron too long, and he's not Bray Wyatt. He's not going to no. be able to magically transform his character like like Bray has. No, so he he did flourish as a face mm-hmm. <coughs> briefly, um, but I can't see that ever coming back see i i'd be hesitant to say never yeah just because no one ever really knows what's going to happen in in wrestling as a whole yeah there's some stuff that completely surprised you i would have said you would never see kofi kingston as a wwe champion ever because he's been a mid-card act for like 10 years never going to break through to top top scene but he did um and I think they've raised a very good point saying that Baron Corbin's moveset is one that people can pop for mm. big with deep six, end of days, his run around the ring post Love thingy that, that he one. does. He's got a really good moveset. Yeah. So I think he'd need a hard reset and he'd need time away, away from the audience to start with. But I think there's a way. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but I think there's a way to make him a face and be good at it. Maybe. Usually my answer is, well, Go to AEW. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't feel like that sort of guy. He no, feels very much like a, I'm a WWE guy. Absolutely. And I think he he, he works well in WWE. Mm. I, I think his style works very well for it. Um, I'd like to see him as a face, honestly, because I, I want to like Baron. I want to like him. You can like him as a mid-card, properly exposed heel. That's true. He's a very good heel, and I like the things he does. Yeah. I just don't like him because he's overexposed. I want to like him, though, because he's cool uh we've got another one from mr one who apparently randy andy datson has added a note saying that he tried to do his super showdown predictions after the show had started love those people can't do that because the show's already started shocking he says unpopular opinion becky's been flattened out because her in-ring work doesn't live up to her (coughs) character Sure, she's safe and proficient, but nothing spectacular. I guess you could say the same about Cena, but Cena's character was completely different. Um, but Cena, Cena's appeal was never flattened out. There was always loud reactions. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I, 
I do know what you mean because out of all the people, Becky isn't the most spectacular in the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would probably put all the other horsewomen above her actually, mm-hmm. with Sasha at the top, yeah. Charlotte, then Bailey. If yeah. I had to rank them, yeah, yeah. But as the complete package, promo wise. Uh, and sort of that crossover into the mainstream, I'd have a tied with Charlotte. Yeah. That's probably an unpopular opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think Charlotte's really good. Mm. Uh, so, uh, I yeah, I don't agree. I think she was she was quite quite obviously flattened out by the, the booking from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. And crucially, when she apologized to the McMahons mm-hmm. for no reason and no storyline payoff. Yeah, that was she was she was an anti-authority character, and she apologized to to Stephanie and Trips. Yeah, it it really took the wind out the sails. Not immediately, but that was when it started to decline, and yeah. that whole that whole storyline was completely overbooked. <coughs> the the other thing is, I don't think you need to be an amazing in ring worker to be a mega mainstream star. No, that's true. I think if you've got the the look. And the promo ability, mm-hmm. and you're a ten in those areas. You could get by with like a six or seven in in the ring easily. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you you can't be terrible in the ring, of course. But no. well, then again, Goldberg, Hogan, yeah, <laughs> he wasn't very good at wrestling, really. Yeah, um, that that's might be an unpopular opinion. I don't know. Um, but uh, I I slightly agree with this, but I think it's more of a booking problem again. In that I think her matches have been booked to be very wrestling. And her ca- her character isn't very wrestling. She's more like a Stone Cold, just come down, punch you, yeah. beat you up, kick you and leave kind of thing. And then her matches, she just like rest holds and arm drags and that, which doesn't quite correlate. But again, I think that's a that's not her fault. That's a booking problem because then mm. we need to have a wrestling match when a character doesn't doesn't feel like a wrestling. Well, it feels like a wrestling character, but it doesn't feel like a character who would wrestle. It's just a character who would fight. Uh, and I think that's a that's a key difference for it. So I don't think it's necessarily Becky's fault. But I do get what you're saying with it. Yeah, because all of the most, the, the the biggest times she's connected on that level are her brawls with Charlotte. Yeah. And it's, yeah, when she got punched it's in the face. It's, yeah. Naya. Yeah, so it's something real feels feels shooty. Let's yeah. have one more because we've got to, unfortunately, get out of here. Mm. We've got uh, some super secret special stuff to do that we'll announce on Monday. Yeah. Exciting. Very exciting. But yeah, um, apologies for the, uh, the quick ramble mm. this week. Uh, we've got uh, Darth Almo who says, uh, I have a feeling that WWE is trying to recreate the Attitude Era, <coughs> Mr. McMahon character, the Attitude Era Mr. McMahon character, but with Shane McMahon only with PG Era elements. I say this in light of recent news that Shane will be the one to dethrone Kofi for the WWE title. What do you guys think? Well, first off, that is purely a rumor from WrestleVotes. It's not even a rumor. It's WrestleVotes just speculating. He was literally just like, I reckon there might be a Shane for Kofi. And that was it. It's not even that. It's... It's one of their sources backstage says, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, this Yeah, I wouldn't happened. be surprised if. Yeah. It's, it's like that was a tweet on the backstage feelings. Mm-hmm. No, no no actual plans. No, none at uh, all. And he's very clear about that. And we've been very clear about that whenever mm-hmm. we've said it. So, yeah, yeah. But it's sometimes things take a life of their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. Maybe not the Mr. McMahon character, but the McMahons see themselves as the biggest stars in the company. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they, they've 
harped on the same kind of angle since the Stone Cold days. They have the Mr. McMahon character. They'll put in a McMahon to be a heel authority figure to have the babyface try and overcome them. They did it just with Becky Lynch mm. in the lead up to WrestleMania. They had Stephanie McMahon constantly and Triple H constantly belittling her. And Kofi Kingston with and Vince. And Kofi Kingston with Vince. They constantly do the McMahon character. So they're building Shane more than the other ones, I'd say, because the other ones were kind of already there. Mm. And it's like, oh, we're here. We are, we're the authority. And now with Shane, it's like it's a steady build and he's putting himself over as a wrestler. So I get what they're trying to say with the with the Vince comparison with the WWE title. Um, I don't think he's going to win it, though. I really hope not anyway, because <coughs> I would be furious. Maybe he'll get really close and then Brock Lesnar will cash him. That's not a bad shout. I like that. Uh, yeah, the but Shane is just... Vince McMahon is one of the be- better wrestling promos of all time. Absolutely. Shane is... Not. In the... In the bottom third <laughs> yeah. of wrestling promos of all time. He's not an engaging screen presence. Mm. He's an engaging bump taker. Oh, very much so. So we have another email here. We've got uh, w- Wacky Crespo is apparently a name. Wacky Crespo. Apparently. Uh, One of these days, it's going to be their actual name. Yeah. And we're going to have made fun of someone who's presumably been tormented their entire life absolutely by their parents who presumably didn't want them I d- and, fr- cu- and called them something I, like I, this. I won't read out their actual name because I think it's in their email address that they sent it sure. off, but I don't think their first name is Wacky. Wacky Crespo. Yeah. Uh, who says, hello, Ollie, Pete, Laurie, Laurie Blake. <laughs> Sorry. Hello, Ollie, Pete, Laurie, Blake Ham, and maybe, just maybe, Andy Randy Dakinson. No, no, da- no, 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 it doesn't work. No. And he said, not Luke, because he's away in Peru doing Peru things. Uh, as I listened to the Wrestle Ramble, I was curious about your thoughts on how some people wipe their bums standing up. Mm. As one of those people myself, uh-oh, Ooh. I think this comes from the first time you have to do it yourself, as there is not any code to follow, you just need to learn on the spot. As this happens, a kid would think, hey, how do I look if I wiped well or not, thus making him stand up to have a better look. If this mechanic is followed, you will end up wiping standing up. I, th- I don't think that follows. And, th- and then there's a little bit that I'm not going to read out because it's a bit, I'm not going to say graphic, but <laughs> he explains in a bit more detail mm. about that. And then he says, thanks for all your work you put in. You c- you're consistently consistent product. And then he said... Bonus question, what do you think about opening a channel in another language? Here in Spain, we have no quality wrestling content. Many people don't really understand podcasts in English. Uh, if this was ever a thing, be sure I'll be sure to send in the first one to send in my CV. Muy bueno. Muy bueno. Uh, pescado. Claro. Uh, bibliotec- biblioteca. Biblioteca. See, I... Uh, I ¿Dónde uh, está la biblioteca? Yeah, I, I learned Spanish at A level, believe it or not. I got a B I was okay at Spanish at one point. Forgotten everything about it at this point. But I remember one phrase I always learned for Spanish, which was like a beyond A-level phrase that uh, one of my teachers told me. They said, well, if you use this, it'll be really good. So I shoehorned it in into every possible vocal answer and essay that I wrote, which is, ojalá pudiera concluir diciendo que, which means I wish I could conclude by saying that. That's just fluff. I know. That's what people say when they filibuster. Exactly, yeah. But I remembered that one phrase, and I just inserted into everything that I could. Nice. So every essay I had to write in Spanish, I'd end it by saying, I wish I could conclude by saying this, but I can't, yada, yada, yada. It was great. I like how the more advanced versions of anything are just 
adding more words that mean nothing. <laughs> exactly. It's a load of fluff. Uh, so, um, yeah, what was... Um, so, what, uh, wiping bum standing up. Yeah. Um, and I, then it said... I don't think it gives you a better view. I think you no. can still get that view from sitting down. Absolutely, yeah. I'm in absolutely the same agreement because there's a thing called just, like, tilling yeah. to the side as you sit down. That's, that's all it is. And then you've got enough room to... And go through to the middle. Yeah, I don't middle. personally, but... I don't. No. Another another question. Mm. Now that we're in the bathroom. Oh, here we go. Bathroom talk. What does your paper usage look like? <laughs> Are you saying that you fold or scrunch? Is that what you're yeah. after? Well, I'm quite because I've always been. Uh, I just don't like waste of anything. Fair. Like like it, it just. It, physically pains me if i see i remember my cousin used to do this when we were like seven years old mm -hmm. he'd draw on a piece of paper mm. and then rip up the paper and just throw it away mm. because he didn't like the drawing and start a new yeah, like, yeah. oh my god there's <laughs> another side to that <laughs> uh, but it's that it, it followed me through into the into the toilet right where i only use one sheet at a time okay but i fold it okay and then I wipe. Into like a stamp size bit of paper? No, into just like a long... A, one sheet. One sheet. One square sized thing like so this. So it starts off as a square, but then yeah. you fold it uh -huh. and it's into a rectangle. Uh -huh. and, and obviously you go long lengthways. Lengthways. You're not just yeah. going to... Yeah, okay. Because that, that's a With lot you. of waste. And yeah, that's how, that's how I do it. That. So I'm, I'm both a fold and a wanna. I'm not saying okay. it's done in one. I'm saying but I might just, need multiple. You, you just use one at a time. One at a time. Okay. And my lady partner says that she thinks I'm using more than her method. I can't believe I've said this. Right. Which is the scrunch. You okay. Know, just grab a load, yeah. not counting, yeah. and you scrunch up. I said, oh, I, no, no, I think you'll be surprised. And I did count, yeah. and I was on top. <laughs> I, I, I use less paper. For those who don't know... Ollie is hyper competitive. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just want, I just, it's not a competitiveness thing. <laughs> if it helps the world. So, no, I don't use one sheet at a time. Mm -hmm. And I would say probably from my experience of other people that I know, I would say most people don't use one sheet at a time. I think that's um, wrong. And I agree with you in a sense that I don't like waste. However, so I don't like take a massive load and scrunch it and stuff i'm a folder personally but i'll normally take like three sheets fold maybe use that once or twice and then i'm fine and that'll be it but the, the thing is mine though this is a weird oh, conversation God. so we do i do like three sheets and fold it into like one like square Uber sheet like one like one like it's it, a sheet it, that's it's, three ply it, yeah essentially yeah. yeah so it's the same size as like one sheet i'll use it and then i'll like Fold that and use this like another side of the so you've same. Made a crap sheet. sandwich, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and Why then, am I the weird and, one? And then I'll use that one until there's no more room to use it, and then I'll you know throw that away. So I am doing essentially the same thing as you, but not quite because I don't run the risk of you know my fingers splitting through the one it's sheet because it's too happen. thin. It's not my fingers aren't points. Yeah, but okay. I guessing you have quite nice toilet paper then because there's some toilet paper like oh, yeah. budget ones oh, where yeah. it's just too thin. You just Go straight through, you know? Yeah, well, I use recycle, recycled bamboo toilet paper. Of course you it's, do! It's the most... It's But it, it's got quite a funny name. It's okay. called Who Gives a Crap. That's <laughs> good. That's uh, but yeah, good. yeah, I guess this is a new debate to the toilet. Oh, uh, here we go. So is this... 
what was this one called? I don't know. Fold or scrunch? No, because that, that's not just fold or scrunch. It's like paper. You, <sighs> yeah. how many sheets do you use? I don't know. Um, we'll do another uh, really quick email, and then we'll end it off. Um, and this one comes in from Andy Burgess, but Burgess, mm-hmm. who says, "Hello, Pete, Ollie, Laurie, housemate Hyman, and unfortunately, the forgotten dat son, because this email is for him. The forgotten dat, dat sons. He said, uh, "I also used to dread splashback." especially in public bathrooms, but was conscious about the amount of toilet paper I would use, so I was forced to take the hit. Alas, no longer. (laughs) Two two years ago, I adopted a plant-based vegan lifestyle and have never experienced splashbacks since. Because he doesn't poo at all anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My my poos now create less splash than Tom Daly. Probably, (laughs) Probably too much information, but I thought Randy would like to know. Thanks for the consistent consistency. Love you, bye. Hopefully, what's going on down there is also consistent. <laughs> Ideally. Uh, but that's wow. very interesting. Vegan lifestyle, no splashback. I don't think Andy's going to adopt that. Because no. he, he, he laughs in the face of any kind of health. That's true, yeah. Though he has started going to the gym this week. He has, and he does play some sports, so I hear. Well. Scores some touchdowns every so often. He stands in the goal. He's a goalkeeper. Oh, my, he's a goal. No wonder he gets quarter of a point each time he does mm. sport on the tally. No, I'm, 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 I'm scrapping that quarter of a point. We haven't talked about that. We've got a point base. That now it's making me sound oh, really competitive. We, we, we talked about it in the NXT round. Okay, I think, okay. I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, have you seen that Simon has got three points for going to the driving range? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Simon's a special case. Simon gets. I've I've worked that out for him. I think that's fair. Uh huh. But Laurie only gets half a point for climbing for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. Simon also um, might download an app to track his diet, which I think should be worth at least five points. <laughs> at least five. Yeah. It's basically the same as yeah, five yeah. gym sessions. For science, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's he's, he's doing really well. He is, yeah. yeah. Well, well, as long as that helps him get get in his Wrestle League predictions on time, then I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it for the weekend edition of the Wrestle Ramble podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Ollie and I will be back on Tuesday with the raw uh, with the raw Wrestle Ramble and review. Uh, sorry about the shorter length of this one, but as we said, we're a bit stretched for time. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys later. Love you all. Goodbye.